All right, good morning, everyone. It is 9 o'clock. Thank you, Randy. If I could, if you are able, please stand and bow your heads as we say, Lord, thank you for the opportunity to gather here today to conduct the county's business. Thank you for the recent needed rainfall. We ask that you grant us patience and perseverance during our trials and tribulations and humility and gratitude with our victories. We ask you this in your name. Amen. Amen. Will the county clerk please lead us in the pledges? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Honor the Texas flag. I pledge allegiance to thee, Texas, one state, under God, one and indivisible. Very good. I will uh, make a motion that we open the meeting. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? We are open for business. First item on our agenda is to uh, consider approving the following minutes from the previous meeting of September the 28th. I move we approve the September 28th, 2023 regular meeting minutes. Motion's been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddle. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Number two, public comments. We have Rodney Reed signed in. Uh, I missed the commissioner's court meeting where they talked about Gary Road and the potholes and everything else. I'm not sure what potholes they're talking about. Obviously, they didn't bring any evidence of the potholes, any pictures, or anything else. I, I've lived on that road for over 30 some years. It's been greatly improved from the time that we started living here. And uh, I think the county commissioners do a real good job because it's covered by uh, precinct one and two. And I know that when precinct two blacktopped their sheriff from Cummings Creek back over to 1291, everybody want to know why Gary wrote the rest of what wasn't done. Personally, I'd like to keep it a county road that has a gravel road, slows traffic down a little bit, it's easier to maintain. I've seen a lot of blacktop roads in Fayette County that after a while it's worse than a, you know, they, they, the county can't do nothing that they rip the whole thing up and start all over. Also, uh, I want to thank Commissioner Sternoffel and Commissioner Broom for all the work they're doing on the bridge for, for low water crossing. Some people say it's a little overkill. I don't think a lot of people understand that the county gets money to build bridges in Fayette County. And then instead of paying the county paying back to the state, that the state allows the county to build certain bridges in different areas to justify that. So it's not as though we're spending money that we wouldn't have to spend. We are spending it in our own way and doing our own thing. And I think a lot of times people in Fayette County don't understand 
how the county works and how the state works. And I want to thank all the commissioners for their hard work and everything else. It's not always an easy job. And you always catch the raw, raw end of it. Nobody really want to appreciate what you do. So I do appreciate everything you do. And I appreciate everything you do for the fire departments. All right. I have a motion. I'll make a motion to accept public comments. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Item number three, approve the request from Catholic Daughters of the America's Court number 1962 to place a poster and white ribbons on the trees on the courthouse lawn during the week of October 29th to November the 4th to raise awareness for white ribbon against pornography campaign. Is anybody going to speak to that? Um, it's just a yearly um, thing that they request every year to place the white ribbons around the courthouse. Okay. Do I have a motion that we allow them to do so? I so move. Commissioner McBroom makes the motion. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddle. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? <coughs> motion carries. <coughs> I, item number four, consider and take appropriate action concerning the, pro, uh, the final approval stage for Brett Raleigh Rocky Creek Estates properties regarding a platted subdivision estates of Astoria FSC Incorporated having issued a letter of substantial completion dated October the 4th of 2023, Brett Raleigh Rocky Creek Estates properties being responsible for the maintenance of Astoria Avenue, Windhaven, and Turney Trace for one year until October the 4th, 2024, at which time the road may be accepted for county maintenance into the county road system. Mr. Sternon. Good morning, Judge and Good Commissioners. Morning. Uh, yes, so this is the substantial completion for the subdivision just north of Round Top and Precinct 2 there. Uh, this is just acknowledging that it is, the road work is done, the commissioners looked at that road and this will start their warranty period. Is, is this, sort of, I mean, I'm trying to remember where this is, is this the one on 150 or 237? Yes, Festival Hill Sorry. area right there. Have y'all, have, this is kind of new to TxDOT, have you called TxDOT about putting a stop sign out there? Uh, the stop signs, everything was installed from by them already, uh, all the stop signs and road signs. But, but at the highway, because mm -hmm. Texas will come put theirs out. It's, it's, it's already out. Because they they had talked to them because they're going to have two commercial lots right, right at the front before it turns so they, they didn't, the county was not required to install it, even the ones in there. Okay. They had they had everything already done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all looks good to me. I moved it. We approve the maintenance agreement and uh, let them get started on the Astoria. Okay, motion's been made by Commissioner Sternoddle. Second. Second by Commissioner uh, Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. All right, Mr. Sternoddle, let's move along now to item number five. Consider take appropriate action in recognizing the private, the following private roads for mapping purposes. Astoria Avenue, Windhaven, and Turney Trace. This will be just to add them to the official county map. Uh, they will exist as private roads on that official county map until the expiration of that warranty period. Okay. I'm making a motion that we do, do so. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddle. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. 
Mr. Sternall, you are still up. Consider and take appropriate action concerning the final approval stage for Terry Ward regarding a platted subdivision, Hartfield at Roundtop Subdivision, having issued a letter of substantial completion uh, dated October 3rd, 2023, Terry Ward being responsible for the maintenance of Hartfield Hill Lane and Hartfield Meadow Lane for two years until October 3rd, 2025, at which time the road may be accepted for county maintenance into the county road system. Same as the previous application, only that this subdivision was applied after we then made the two-year uh, amendment to the maintenance requirements. So that's the reason for the date there being October of 2025. Uh, otherwise, if commissioners looked at it, everything's in order on our side. Yes, it does. Everything looks good on it as well. I move that we allow them to proceed with the get the clock started okay motion has been made by commissioner sternoddle second second by commissioner birkenhoff all in favor say aye aye opposed motion carries <coughs> mr sternoddle we're going to hear your monthly report please as the county inspector and office of development and permitting <coughs> for the month of september in the permitting office we issued 31 new septic permits completed 29 inspections and had 25 development permits and seven divisions of property for the past few months of Bogota, we've been a little above average but that's kind of turning out to be the average now as it's going um, normally i would say we're around low 20s mid 20s is kind of our average but it doesn't seem to be the case anymore for a few months now we've been hanging around the 30s kind of a trend of folks coming uh, and it, I would project that that's gonna stay the same as we have 25 new development permits for September wow. depending on weather and all that usually kind of gives me an indication of how many septic permits will be in the coming months so uh, not a real big sign to slow down there uh, we did have seven divisions of property uh, four of those were family divisions that was by and large the majority of the applications there that resulted in uh, 10 new tracks of property in the county. All right, I make a motion we accept Mr. Sternoddle's monthly report. <clears throat> Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. <clears throat> Item number eight, discussion concerning the interlocal agreement with the city of LaGrange that was signed on March 25th of 02 regarding division of property and permitting uh, under uh, mr bernson has signed in to comment on that mr bernson i don't have anything at this time okay uh mr sternhuddle or amber is amber here yes oh there you are okay yeah. so we had a little meeting with the city yesterday just to to kind of give some clarity on who picks up what in the etj area uh, that's kind of a, a zone, folks that don't know, a set radius around the city limits where regulations can overlap. Uh, kind of the, the design of that area is to allow the city to have some permitting authority as the state allows them to, so that when the city would expand over time, that the development there is appropriate for the city regulations. So it's kind of a, a work together area for city and county 
and our document is predated and as now everybody's booming and growing at the discussion of who picks up platting, who's picking up the building permit, you know, everybody's in the developer world is looking to get high density and cheap product price. And that's kind of the zone they're looking into. So we had some discussion on uh, who's gonna pick up specifically platting, building permits, and utility permits. And the city's gonna look into it more on their side as far as exactly what the state allows them to pick up and what would be appropriate for the county. Uh, so other than discussion, I don't think we have any action on this item as of now, but we will be working to update this document. I would like to say the movement now with the counties concerning ETJ on the division of property is basically from the conferences we're going to is to take that authority away from the city because annexation laws have changed uh, and they may never annex in the, in the past it was because they're probably going to annex this that may never happen now so it could always remain possibly in the county uh, it has to be in there I don't I don't know enough about that but it has to be in a plan for them to annex that in the future down the road. Uh, the other thing is that in the conferences they stretch that no interlocal agreement should be over two years old. This one is 20 something years old. Uh, I mean, I think we need, and that's every interlocal agreement. I mean, all of ours are outdated. We need to review them annually or by or every other year just to make sure nothing has changed. And that's one of the things that we're doing to, to try to clarify this. Uh, you know, we get a lot of, not a lot, but folk get frustrated if they call the city and say, hey, I'm outside the city limits. Do I need any permits? They don't always say we are just barely outside the city limits. So the city assumes you're out in the country somewhere, call the county, and if we get their address to look on the map, they are in that area, and we refer them back to the city, and that causes some frustration. That's what started all this, too, is people in the ETJ were calling the city, asking for a permit, and the city would say, I'm not, I'm not in the city limits, and they go, we don't permit outside the city limits. Uh, so then they would call our permit office, and we'd say, you're in the ETJ. You, and so we'd go back and forth, and, and there was a lot of instances, nothing got permitted. And my main concern is the National Flood Insurance Program, because they should be doing the permitting for floodplain. And if nobody does it, whose National Floodplain Insurance Program is at risk? Is it the counties, because it's an unincorporated area of the county, or it's the city? I don't know the answer, but I don't, I don't want either one of them to lose it. And I want the people to know who they're supposed to go to. And that's kind of what I think the conversation of yesterday was good, um, basically just to give them time to both attorneys to determine who has what specific authority and to line item that out. You know, plumbing, electrical, structural, wastewater. Who's going to pick up what and at what stage? So, when well, you say when you say both attorneys, you're referring to Mr. Watson and the city attorney. Cor correct. Mm -hmm. um, neither. That's kind of a overlapping area, so they were both going to check who can and cannot by statute. Okay. Sounds good. We appreciate that, Clint. Yes. I said a question. You said that they shouldn't be over two years old. Is there something, you know, I looked at this agreement. It's very simple. There's not much in there. They're, what are we looking for? They're, it's just, know, they're it, saying every every year or two years it should be reviewed by each party. Just review and uh, check to make I sure. I mean, and this one, I agree, is very simple. In my mind, what I would think an interlocal agreement that would work the best would be is take all the interlocal agreements between the city and the county, put them in one document, 
and review that. Because, I mean, there's several interlocal agreements with the city. I don't know why we can't put them all in one document. And they probably all look very similar, too. And, Mr. Sternall, when you continue this with your conversation concerning this agreement, you might check with the city of Schulenburg and Flatonia as well. Yes, and there's some good language, I think, in those other uh, counties that keep it very simple, such as whoever has the most restrictive ordinance prevails. And I think just line iteming that out, whoever has the most restrictive wastewater structural, that sort of thing, uh, would prevail. Okay. I think we have a good plan to move forward. Th th thank you, Mr. Sternaudel. <clears throat> I move with the, we accept all discussion on interlocal agreement and review this at a later date. Motion has been made by Commissioner Birkenhoff. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Item number nine, consider and take appropriate action in possibly entering into a burn ban. Uh, we had a burn ban in effect. It was for 90 days, which has now expired over the last day or so. So I will open it up to the commissioners for discussion about implementing a burn ban. Commissioner Brosman? Well, I know we had one rain to come through and we got a little bit of rain and some spots are greening up a little bit but I mean, right after the rain just a prime example the guy was just mowing his driveway with his lawnmower and caught it on fire and burned probably three or four acres that went up pretty quick so even though we had a little bit of rain it's still dry and everything there's a bunch of dead grass my feelings and uh, uh chief Ginnert, we have a different chief in Schubert now but we both feel that we should go ahead and wait till we get a little bit more rain and go ahead and put the burn man back in for a while that's <clears throat> Same thing on the other set on Precinct 3 and um, Dr. Muldoon and I told him, but he thought the same thing. He said it, it is right, and he said it, it greened up a little bit, but there's still a lot of dry stuff on the bottom. And he said that they've had an issue. Somebody's burning cardboard the other day and started a fire. I kind of feel the same way. <clears throat> People have cows, they don't have anything to burn. But if they don't have cows, there's a lot of fuel out there. A lot of dead trees. The other thing is, there's a cold front coming with 20, 25 mile an hour winds in two days. And also we have also we have to remember that uh, not all areas got rain. Right. Some areas in the county didn't get rain. Did you say someone wanted to? Uh, Chief, I don't know if you want. Oh, there you are, Chief. Yeah, yeah. I get, yeah. I'm in agreement. Uh, we had a little light rain. You know, most people had two tenths, three tenths, or something like that. Colorado County visited their burnt band. They had seven fires this past weekend. I talked to firefighters. Look, we're totally against lifting the burnt band. At the, when we get significant rain, then lift it up. It doesn't hurt anything to lift it, lift it in place until we get significant amount of rain. All right. Well, having heard from all four commissioners, I make a motion we uh, implement a burn ban. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Uh -huh. Opposed? Motion carries. <clears throat> Item number 10 consider and take appropriate action in setting a date, time, and place for a public hearing at which members of the public are given the opportunity to be heard regarding the proposed adoption of guidelines and criteria governing tax abatement agreements entered into by Fayette County and regarding the proposed adoption and passage of a resolution that states that Fayette County elects to become eligible to participate in tax abatement and for authorization to publish notice of such public hearing in the newspaper. 
Mr. Bernson, I have you down as wanting to speak to that. Yeah, I have some questions, but I'll kind of reserve it until after I hear the conversation. Okay, well, Mr. Watson is not present today. I was thinking that he would speak to this. Ms. Austin, you have any idea who could uh, speak to this? We have Mr. Evan Warren here. I'm going to defer okay. to him. Okay. Right. Great to see you. Good morning, Judge. Good morning. Great to see you again. Um, again, while the action item that's here is just setting a date and time for a public hearing, um, I'm not here to talk about any specific project yet, but as you can probably gather, I'm the genesis of making this request to the court. Uh, so hopefully I'll have some projects that I can share with you all soon. But what we're talking about here is, again, just the, the, the initial document. is called the Guidelines and Criteria. This doesn't commit the county to anything. It just sets minimum thresholds for applicants in order to even become, you know, for the court to consider, they have to meet those. So it could be like investment thresholds. Uh, the previous Guidelines and Criteria that the county had in place, they stay active for two years, and then they expire. Hence why we're coming back to kind of, you know, ask you to effectively renew those. But if you remember, you had like a $10 million investment threshold. There was a $1,000 application fee. So again, there's just barriers to entry. And all that does is say that the county could consider an application for a tax abatement. It doesn't guarantee that even if you accepted an application that you will ultimately grant one. It doesn't say what terms you would give those. Those are all based on kind of the decisions of the court on an application by application basis. So really all that's here today is what we're asking is just to set the public hearing. Blake is working on kind of updating that document, the guidelines and criteria for you to review, obviously well in advance of that public hearing. Uh, but that's, again, that's the only consideration for the meeting today. Did, did your conversation with Mr. Watson, did it include any possible suggestion as to a time and a date? Yes, I think, I mean, most of the documents put together already. I think it's only a three-day posting requirement, just like any other public hearing. Um, so I think the earliest date possible would be, you know, Commissioner's Court two weeks from now. So, yes, yeah, so I, we can do that on the 26th if y'all want to. Um, I can get the notice in the paper on Tuesday probably. Um, so that way it'll run. I would say so, but what do you think? Is anybody opposed to that? Make, no. Making it a part of the Commissioner's Court meeting? Okay. I'll make a motion. That, uh, go, go ahead, Mr. Horn. Do you have anything else to add? No. I mean, I'll be glad to answer any questions if you've got them about those documents. Uh, but then, like I said, look forward to sharing more information with the court at a later meeting. Okay. I'm just want to make sure I understood. So you had some projects that you're wanting to bring, and so you want us to update our regulations so that it's more clear so that we can submit your applications. Yeah, yeah, so this the guidelines that were in place, they expire every other year, so they have to be renewed biannually. So before we can actually bring an application for the county to consider, there need to be active guidelines, which then we reconcile against our application to make sure we still do qualify. And then if we do, right, then we would present an application <coughs> for the court to consider. So this is a preliminary process. Exactly, okay. yes. I make a motion that we uh, set the time and the public hearing for the next commissioner's court meeting. Miss Austin, when did you say that was? So October 26th at 9 a.m. Yes, ma'am. Um, the only thing that I did not check um, is the, the location. We could still do it here, which is where we have um, our regular commissioner's court. Um, or 
if you want me to check, I can check with the ag building or downstairs. Well, for today's action, why don't we say that the time and the date is such and such, and uh, the location, we will just... Provide that in the notice? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Can we do that? Yes. Can the uh, time be changed? At some oh. point, because if I have commit, if I have carts, I'm gonna have to go. Because I'm, I mean, I don't have to be here for that, but I've missed the last carts meeting because it's the commission. Is court, that so. a cart day for you? No, um, it was last month. And I, I'll have to find out for sure. But I mean, if we set it at nine today, <clears throat> it is set. Can it be set in stone, or we can still? It should. I mean, I could find um, out. Can I go grab my? Well, yeah. Let's so work around. Let's work around the commissioner's working off schedule if we can, if we can. <clears throat> Do you have the list of the board meetings? I'm going to have to look on their website real quick. I didn't check that. Um, no. Here you go. I'll right. How often are you having meetings? We just have uh, about once a month. I mean, we always we've been having them once a month, and yes. I've been missing most of them because we had because we got court the same day. I missed last month also. The only one I didn't miss is when we had to do our when we set our budget. I have to go to those. <clears throat> I mean, it's unfortunate when you change them to Thursdays; it coincides with uh, cards. We understand. at six o'clock in the evening it doesn't conflict or nothing. <laughs> come by can we ask? Come, come. Yeah. They have them at six o'clock. Still in case? Yeah. Sure is. You got a commission on I think from Basco County? Hmm? Last name starts with a K. His first name John. See my wife was on that committee years ago. <coughs> And I go to some of those meetings. Yeah. He was a really good guy. I was wondering if he's still on there. I think so. Maybe uh, the previous board. So, so you're, you're saying your class meeting is that day? Yes. What time is what time is your nine? Look at this. How long would your meeting be? We usually get out there about. 11, 11, 15, then I draw back. And that's why we, we were having them every other month during COVID, so that helped a lot. So, we, so then all we would do was move it to one third in the afternoon meeting, what we did at that point. But, but you're not in there. Yes. So maybe we can move our commission court meeting to one thirty or so. Yes. That's how we've done it in the past. Okay. Well, let's do that when she comes back. Well, if she says something to file, we'll okay. move it to one thirty. I don't see a problem with that, do you?
so that we'd be good to go then for I'm going to ask you again, Miss Austin. What date was that? Uh, October 26th. Uh, you're good for that then. Yes. Sir. All right. Well, I'll make a motion that that we set the date for October 26th at 9 a.m. and we could say the Fayette County Courthouse. Unless we have to move today. Unless they have a jury trial or something, um, you could just say. Uh, and the post okay and the and, and to put the put that verbiage into the posting yes. that's my motion do i have a second 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 by commissioner brosman all in favor say aye uh, aye opposed i recuse my vote motion carries item number 11 consider and take appropriate action concerning full-time position for Justice Peace Precinct 1. Judge Hartman is here. Yes. Uh, if it's okay, I probably should have done this in, in public comment, but I'm going to go off for just a second. I'd like to thank the county. Uh, so I'm going to speak as we're regional president first and then do this. We had our Oktoberfest here on the square on Saturday. I just want to thank uh, the county and their support for that event. Events like that, all the money raised comes back into the community, but it also does a lot for just giving life to the square and our community. So first off, I just want to thank the county support for that. Uh, everyone at the county clerk's office, whenever we set up, I know leaving may not be as fun when we're trying to rope it off when you're parked there, but uh, everybody's always a good sport, and, and we really appreciate uh, everyone with the county and how you support that. Okay, now speaking toward my actual point, uh, this is a position that was improved for starting January 1st. Uh, the reason why I requested to have this on the agenda is when I checked in with the auditor uh, to see if it was approved for January 1st, they let me know that they, we should have the money in the budget uh, that could potentially start right away. Um, I don't know, do you want to explain yeah. the benefits? So, because you have three positions, one's full-time, two part-time. Moving into 2024, we just combine those two part-times to one full-time. So because he didn't fulfill both of those part-time roles for the entire year, he still has money in that. Um, the idea would be if, if he was approved for this full-time position now, um, as of like November 1st, we did budget their benefits to start in January. So this would, they have a 60-day wait. So if they worked November and December, we did budget the benefits for them starting in January already. So it's really just approving um, the combination to happen now of those two, uh, two part-times to full-time. So he has available funds. He has available funds because he didn't fulfill one of those part-time roles for the entirety of the year. Sounds logical. I move we approve the full-time position of Justice of the Peace, precinct number one, to start in the current year, November 1st. Motion's been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternaudel. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you. Thank you, Judge Hartman. <clears throat> Item number 12, <coughs> here a uh, report from EMS Director, Mr. Josh Vandenberg. Good to see you, Mr. Vandenberg. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, so you'll see in this report, I gave you guys two documents. Um, my opinion is that the first document gives you guys a whole bunch of information <clears throat> that just lends to confuse and doesn't give you a whole lot of perspective that's valuable to you guys as a court. The second document <coughs> I created... Um, 
the information that's on this document that's not on the initial report is actually what the fees we're paying to our billing company are, and an actual picture of revenue rather than net revenue rather than just the gross that we're bringing in. Um, I'd, what I'd like to maybe do is add the CPR and standby money to this report that I've created and maybe pivot to this format. But if you guys want to keep getting the original report, that's fine. Um, it does, Judy actually creates this report off of the reports that Emergicon sends because Emergicon's reports aren't formatted the best for you guys to look at. So there's some manual input of numbers here. Um, again, not the end of the world. I'm just interested in y'all's opinion of what you like better. Um, as you can see in the report, we sent out $532,000 of bills last month. We brought in $211,000. Um, we have already collected more revenue this year than we had the entire year last year, um, which is good news in three quarters. Um, the uh, CPR and standby fees are also up. We've already created, we've already brought in 26,000 three quarters. Last year we had 20,000 total for the year. Um, so, so things are going really good revenue-wise at EMS. Um, I guess at this point, before I close out the report, um, what do you guys like better collectively as far as the reports go? Would you prefer to see one or the other? Would you prefer, you're going to see both at the minimum because I'm going to keep doing the revenue for billing because it's easier for me to look at and track what we're paying. Um, you see, what really had me looking at this is the percentage of fees over there. So our contract is, you know, 5%, but when accounts go out past 120 days, the percentage of their take goes up. I wanted to see realistically what our average percentage that we're paying them is, and that checks out to about 6 to 7%, 8% in a couple months. Um, but you'll see what we're paying the billing company to bring in substantially more money than we had with our previous billers is $123,000 a year. I mean, we couldn't hire two billing employees internally and do that well. So um, I think they're still doing a good job by us. I think that we should keep them honest and put it out for bid next year um, just to see the proposals and maybe, maybe test the waters there, but I'm very happy with this company. I'm just interested in y'all's opinion of the report. And then if you have any questions about EMS, uh, for the month, I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Is it too hard to do both of them? It's, it's really not. I, I did this, I'm not the best in Excel, but I did this form in Excel. Um, and like I said, I'm gonna do it either way. Um, luckily, I don't do the other one, Judy does, so it's no extra work on me. <laughs> has information on call volume, my so, travel. So that's things. another thing that, that I would probably look at adding to this. Um, but it also shows you the history Real easy. I mean, right. there, there's a lot of information in the top form. Yeah, I mean, I think we can include both. I may stop doing this one. I may stop giving you this, and I may just start giving you what Emergicon gives us, uh, which still has all this information. Just, I, I think it's just a little more poorly formatted. And then if you guys see it next month, or yeah, if you guys see it next month and you don't like it and you want us to go back to this, we'll do it. It's, it's up to you guys. I just. Uh, and one thing you want, if you want to do too, is. I mean, just make this one the bottom one for your for this talking points, but just email us the other one. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of the plan because I've already made it, and I think I have to add three more things for the year to make it a complete document. So it's not the end of the world. I'm going to do it either way. But any so obviously the hospital closed the doors at seven o'clock this morning. Um, we are anticipating that to be so. 
Uh, based on information that Lord quit at the hospital shared with me yesterday uh, on their actual patient numbers, they were seeing an average for the last few months of about 15 patients a day. There's a lot of assumptions that have to be made as to the effect on EMS. Um, if 15 of those patients continue to go to the ER, just the next closest ER, not a big impact because we were only taking one to two a day. If half of those patients start calling EMS, we almost double our call volume overnight. So are you, am I hearing you, you say that they were seeing 15 a day, but two of the 15 were transported by your... So not necessarily by us, but Lee County and Fayette County are the two primary ambulance services that transport there. And two to three, some days five, some days none, or what was coming in by EMS. Okay. So you can kind of take that number off the top as it is. Um, there, there's no way to know what, how people are going to behave with it. Um, you know, people are, we're, we're, we are going to have to do a better job as, an, as a department at getting out in the public and talking about, you know, if you go into big cities, sometimes you'll see the fast billboards that say what to look for in a stroke and the uh, signs of a heart attack. Those are the things that are truly time sensitive where EMS can make a big difference. And, and we're going to have to get out and do some public education and there's some money in the healthcare region that can help us with that. Uh, we hope, and if we can get our hands on it. Um, but there's, no, there's a lot of assumptions that have to be made. We're putting a lot of miles on our ambulance. In January, when this happened, I presented y'all a document as to what I thought the financial impact here was gonna be. Um, luckily, so far, our revenue has really absorbed some of it. Um, the, the thing that worries me is the mileage on the ambulances an additional 2,000 miles a week on our ambulances is tough. And we're only getting paid for half of that. And we're only getting paid for half of that when insurance pays. So there's a lot of trickle down here that we have to, that we have to try and uh, stay, stay on top of. And we're gonna do it, but I just want you guys to be aware that we don't quite know how this is gonna play out here. When you're not drinking, can you hold Sorry. It's, it's, uh, we had, so we have four staff ambulances today and we had five on calls this morning. So it's been, we've, we've already had an interesting day. All down south though, nothing to do with hospitals. <laughs> All right. Will we accept Josh Vander's report? Motion's been made by Commissioner Brosman to accept his report. Second by Commissioner Birkenoff. All in favor say aye. aye. Opposed, motion carries. Mr. Vandiver, the next item, I believe you'll speak to as well. Consider, discuss, and take appropriate action in approving and entering into an education reimbursement agreement with Shalini Luther. Am I saying Shalini right? Shalini. Luther and Rebecca Spooner, a Fayette County EMS employee. So uh, Shalini would be here. She's on an ambulance right now, <laughs> doing, doing her job. Uh, Rebecca's off this morning, luckily. Um, if she was here last night, she wouldn't be here either. Um, so, uh, as you guys are aware, Senate Bill 8 was passed. It gave $26 million to EMS education in Texas. Um, Shelony, Rebecca, and one other employee at EMS, actually two other employees at EMS, enrolled in paramedic programs literally a week before they could get this money from the state. Uh, Fayette County EMS has always, or Fayette County has always had a policy in place that will re partially reimburse students that go to paramedic school in uh, 
In return, they give us three years of service. They sign a contract. There's no proration. If they don't do three years, they pay the whole amount back. Um, we are extremely lucky to have gotten some community partnerships here. So the portion that the county would give these two students is $5,000 a piece in return for them signing a contract to work as paramedics for Fayette County full-time for the next three years. The Rotary Club of LaGrange and Colorado Valley Telephone Cooperative have both also agreed to give funds. I believe the Rotary Club is committed to $2,000 a student and the Colorado Valley is granted, has agreed to match the county's contribution uh, up to $5,000 a student. Um, that being said, um, you guys all saw where we were a year ago with paramedics. That being said, we will essentially get these two girls uh, entire paramedic school cost paid for um, at a cost of $5,000 to the county. Let me recognize those two entities, uh, Judge Hartman with the Rotary Club and Mr. Kelly Allison, the general manager of the telephone co-op. Much appreciated for that. Continue, I'm sorry. Um, and so uh, they were they were kind enough to say, if these people are going to serve in our community, we want to support them. So uh, if the county approves this contract, they, they already have, uh, you know, they already have the funds ready. They've already budgeted the funds and they're ready to write a check. Um, and so I would, I mean, if, if Kyle or Kelly would like to speak on their organization's behalf, or if Rebecca would like to say anything, pretty sure I know the answer to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I would, I would give it to them. Or if you guys have any questions. Uh, well, uh, Mr. Allison, do you have anything you want to say? Yeah, I'd just like to say it's, it's a great opportunity for the co-op uh, on behalf of the employees and our members and our board of directors that we can support the county and our community with these scholarship funds. Uh, we're all about this community, and it's just another way that we can do that. So we appreciate the opportunity to do that. Well, we thank you for what y'all are doing. So I make a motion that we... Uh, approve and enter into an education reimbursement agreement with Shelanie, Shelanie Luther and Rebecca Spooner, Fayette County EMS employees. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Would you guys be willing to take a picture with Mr. Allison and uh, Judge Hartman uh, so that we can give them some credit as well as the commissioner's court for their support? I would say that we would, right guys? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I charge five dollars for five. Does Josh have to be in it? I go, I charge five dollars for five dollars. I'm glad they opt out. Yeah. Well Josh, you can you can I've been on the media too much. We actually said yes when you said the Hartman. Oh okay. Sir sir you weren't invited Come on, oh, yeah. come on, Elvis. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like that. I'm going to stand behind Harvey and hide my gut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one, two, and three. One, two, and three. Thank you all again, man. Thank you. I appreciate, appreciate it. Not that big a I don't think you hit it. All right. Thank you all very much. You bet. Appreciate that. Thank you, sir. All right. The next item discuss, consider, and take appropriate action in approving scholarship agreements between Catrack and Fayette County for the recruitment, retention of EMS personnel. Is Josh going to talk? Are they? Oh, I thought you walked out. I'm sorry. 
and retention of EMS personnel and authorize EMS director to sign necessary documents. Okay, so this is Senate Bill 8. Uh, we have a young lady that works for our department that wants to go to paramedic school at Wharton Junior College uh, in, starting in January. Um, Senate Bill 8, the only risk to the county is if this person does not complete their program, the county will have to re reimburse the state uh, the money. Uh, the good news is, is that the state will go after the individual that doesn't complete the program with regulatory penalties. So that kind of adds some impetus to the student to follow through with what they do. Because in a paramedic, when you're going to paramedic school as an EMT, the state regulates your EMT license and your ability to have a job. So. Um, there's, there's some risk for the student, there's some risk for the county, but in general, we don't have a reason to believe this employee wouldn't finish. They're a dedicated employee, they've been doing a really good job. They are local to the county, and so we would like approval to execute the agreement. The reason I've asked for you guys to let me execute the agreement is because there's a chance that when we send it to CATRAC, there's form changes or there's something that needs to be changed, and I don't wanna have to bring it back to court for another signature. We approve the scholarship agreements between Catrack and Fayette County for the recruitment and retention of EMS personnel and authorize Josh Vandever to sign all necessary documents. All right, motion has been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you, Josh. Yes, sir. Item number 15 acknowledge real estate sales contract with Bubella Real Estate. To sell property located at 11 at 115 College Street in Schulenburg. Commissioner Brosman or Josh? Yeah, this is just the, uh, we just wanted to go ahead and uh, put this out there. This is the contract that Josh and myself signed uh, with Rubella Real Estate to go ahead and try to get the property sold, uh, the old EMS station in Precinct 4. So we're just acknowledging the agreement that we had. So the other reason for it is like it timestamps because it has to be on the market for 30 days. And this proves that it was went on the market on I think, May 1st. Mm -hmm. So everything will be documented all the same. <clears throat> well, I'll make a motion. We acknowledge the real estate sales contract with Bibella Real Estate to sell property located at 115 College Street in Schulenburg. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Item 16, enter into close executive session. Pursuant to Government Code Section 551.072, to deliberate and purchase, uh, to deliberate the purchase, exchange, lease, or value of real property with final action to be taken in open session. So, if everyone would please exit, with the exception of Mr. Vandiver and Miss Austin, and can we have a motion to enter into? we enter into executive session a motion's been made to enter into executive session second second by commissioner sternoddle all in favor say aye aye opposed motion carried i make a motion we reconvene to open meeting second second by commissioner sternoddle all in favor say aye aye we are reopened our next item is to consider and take appropriate action deemed necessary including a final action, decision, or vote on the matters deliberated in closed session. I move we accept the contract with A.H.M. Berg, LLC, 
and authorize the county judge to sign the sales contract with one change on item number 7A, adding the wording up to $10,000 in remediation and allow the county judge to sign all closing documents if the sale goes through. Okay, motion's been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Item number 19, discuss possible eligible activities for the GLO MIT funds to include low to moderate income and urgent need categories and take any action the court deems necessary. Ms. Hahn, uh, are you going to speak to this, please? Just uh, briefly, and then I'm going to ask Julie for, to, to speak for us uh, and explain some things for you. Uh, as you all know, we're going to get just under $5 million for the mitigation, for, or we are eligible to a lot of that much. Um, and we have some projects that we have discussed internally as staff that we do need to <coughs> make some decisions on. One of those is to assist uh, Ellinger Water and Sewer with their co-op down here uh, with one of the phases because they are doing a project in phases to assist with at least one of their phases. And the other project we talked about is a 700 overlay in Schulenburg on the communication tower down there so that our first responders are able to actually talk to each other inside the buildings because at this point in time, they can go in a building, but if they have any kind of school issue, they can't talk to each other once they get inside the schools, and that's a problem. So those are the two projects that we've kind of, you know, we've talked with Commissioner all about, Commissioner Grossman, and the judge. Um, so we just kind of need to talk about those projects. I would like Judy to speak to a couple of things because, as y'all know, we have an LMI component that we have to meet, and it, that's difficult for us to, to do sometimes here in the county. So Judy's already put some numbers together, I'd like to speak on the post and share with you. Okay, good to see you, ma'am. Good morning, Commissioner. Good, good morning, Judge. I'm going to hand it, if you'll just bear with me for just a second, I'm going to give you a couple of uh, visuals. received from HUD, General Land Office received from Housing and Urban Development where these funds come from. And it gives the it gives a little better low to moderate income coverage for the county. And if you'll notice the pink is is high income if you will or the income is less than 50% low to moderate income. The green areas are considered low to moderate income areas based on this waiver. I, you may or may not remember that in the, when you were applying for the uh, disaster funds that uh, you, um, you, did, you didn't have any LMI. There was no low to moderate income census tract block groups in the county. But with the social vulnerability being taken into consideration, you now do. So of uh, the two handouts I just handed you this first one, is just a breakout of the allocation. So this is meant for kind of, if you will, to get the juices flowing a little bit on 
on potential projects and giving you some parameters that we have to live within to submit an eligible application to GLO. The monies are set aside for the county, but you have to give them an eligible application, which can have several projects in it, but you have to meet certain parameters. So the parameters to meet are the total allocation for the county is just right at $4.8 million. And of that amount, 50% has to be go to low to moderate income projects. That's a minimum amount of dollars of just shy of $2.5 million of, of low to moderate income projects. The budget breakout currently as it stands is project delivery, which is the grant administration, is at 4.5%, which is $216,000. Don't know yet if acquisition of any property will be necessary, depends on what projects you select. If you do select some projects that require acquisition, that obviously lowers your construction dollars. And GLO makes the engineering cap at 15%, and it has to be based on the construction. So if you lower the construction amount with acquisition dollars, that's then going to lower the engineering amount allowed. So that's why it's listed here as estimates. So basically about $4 million for construction projects and about <coughs> just shy of $600,000 for, um, for engineering. Okay? And then the, uh, the next page is, the, is a grant overview of eligible activities. It's not a comprehensive, but it's the ones most everybody, particularly at the county level, would like to see done. And then there are the ineligible activities, which there's not a lot, but you can't do maintenance, you can't do building or facilities of local government, and you can't do enlargement of dams or levees, but you can harden them. You just can't make them larger. And then emergency response services are also, um, you can't buy fire trucks or ambulances with these funds. Other than that, you can do pretty much, pretty much anything that we can create a identified risk to, that you're protecting life and human, uh, human beings by doing whatever project you're doing. Certainly what Angela listed as far as the Schulenberg, the, the layover of the 700 on a, a tower, absolutely is an eligible activity. Even though that is emergency response, communications for emergency response are allowed. So I wanted to go over that and then as far as the guidance that has been a little, there's no, nothing is in writing from GLO about urgent need. So urgent need mitigation is a new uh, definition by HUD allowed for specifically these funds. And it means that you don't have to show that it helps a problem that's happened in the last two years. You can do a project that's happened over maybe the last 10 years. It allows you to mitigate problems you've had over some time. But it also specifies at least what GLO is requesting is, is that you identify the beneficiaries. So in years past, if you had an urgent need project, you just said it was an urgent need project. You didn't have to identify how many people it was helping. With these pots of money, we do have to identify that. And it, there's two ways to do it. One of them is through census data, which is what you're looking at today. So just a little bit in the weeds. If you looked at this top, let's say this top corner that's pink right here. That is a census track, track 9701, block group two. Its LMI is 45.3%. Its population is 801. If we were going to do a project, say it was a drainage project there. If we can show that 50% of that census tract block group is being assisted by that drainage project, 
we can then use that as the identifying population we're helping with urgent need money. If we can't do it through census tract block group, by showing 50% of a census tract block group being assisted, has to be door-to-door -door surveys. Which, on a personal level, that seems a little silly, but it's not in writing by PLO, but that's what we've been told that has to happen. So. When you're thinking so about when you're looking for a section, it has to be 50% of that section. Yes, sir. And it, you have to spend at least 50% of your funds in a project that's in the green. 50% can be in the pink, but we have to be able to identify the number of beneficiaries. Judy, does, does the 50% have to spend on one project, or can, it, can all of the projects, over, if we had, say, 10, and we were looking at 50% of those 10, would that qualify? Yes. That might help. So for, for showing LMI, yes, we have to be able to identify the beneficiaries for all of the projects. So, that's the <coughs> so Angela, how are you going to stay on top of this? Are you going to be meeting with the commissioners individually? And uh, I, I will do that if, if you would like. Uh, that's, that is, this is the reason why we have contracted with the grant administrator who understands CDG funds as well as they do. Uh, Blankford's worked in the field for a, a long, long time. So, you know, whatever, from now on, whatever meetings we set up, and we can do it one-on-one, -on -one, but I will have somebody from uh, Blankford with us so that we make certain that we're staying within the guidelines. Okay. Because this is not an area I know very well. Can we do, like, just workshops mm -hmm. where we... Absolutely. I mean, I think that would be good because, I mean, too, we start kind of getting some dollar amounts to, I mean, like the 700 overlay, I mean, what's that going to cost? Well, right. we've been told a couple of different figures, and I think the last one was, what, 300000 Yeah, so that target's moving. Um, LCRA seems really interested in trying to help us with it. But, I mean, until you start getting the dollar amounts, you can't figure out your 50% where the other projects can go. And, I mean, really, if we don't get in the same room together, it's going to get drawn out. So. My preference would be a workshop yeah, right. with everybody at the same time. Well, what I'll also say, I just asked Angela this. So Winchester, there's some parts of that area that get sketchy on radio comms too. Their fire departments had issues. Um, and, you know, if communications infrastructure is a thing here, Winchester also shows to be LMI, or at least it looks like that's Winchester on the map. You know, if, if that can tie into, you know, we may consider something on that side of the county as well, and that would actually maybe help the Muldoon area, which is another problem spot. So, you know, there, there could be some, some benefit there, but the problem is these numbers are gonna, these numbers are gonna be all but useless until we actually identify a solid plan and a timeline in which we can accomplish them. I mean, one question, sorry to interrupt, but the, the, like you mentioned, the Winchester area, it's, it's very hard to tell on this map, but it mm -hmm. kind of looks like, I think it is in Winchester. Is it like, is it like uh, west of Clear Lake Pines, maybe? Is, yeah. I don't know what that dividing line would But does approach. the, for it to qualify, would the tower for the 700 overlay, if that's what it has to be, just need to be in that green area, even though it's going it's gonna, to it's gonna service more than that? We have to, we do have to identify the beneficiaries, and but it's not a, particularly with towers, it's not an absolute, if you will. You can, you can give it your best guess, and GLO's not going to come out and go, well, that, that block 
you, you help that lot. Well, they but maybe a little bit, but generally they accept whatever identifies. And it would actually be super easy because we, the engineering team at LCRA can give us outdoor and indoor penetration maps. And so we can take an outdoor penetration map that's like a 30 mile radius of a tower or more, and, and we can clearly demonstrate that that whole community is served by one tower. And that is what we would need to look at. But today's, today's ask was to start, if you will, the juices flowing about what projects might, uh, might work for you, might not work for you, and then put it into a workshop for us to have very specific conversations about it. So when we first started talking about this, a lot of the projects being thrown around was drainage studies or drainage issues, and, and some of the ones that came up was like the Flatonia area, the Plum area. Those aren't motor modern area income or areas, so we're going to have to kind of work those in somehow. Uh, well, Jason, the in terms of the drainage study, remember, we have a county-wide drainage survey going on right now. That, that information can play into what, what we can do as well. And Plutonia, so Plutonia itself actually in the non-waivered Census Tract Act uh, um, dollars does mean low mod. Why in the world, in the waiver, it doesn't, I can't tell you, but we do have in writing from GLO that either in the non-waiver census tract that information and the waiver, if it's in one of them, they'll consider that low to moderate. You mean the waiver, I don't know. What do you mean by that? So GLO asked HUD for a waiver on low to moderate income data to use social vulnerability data to help if you will, deciding where low to moderate income areas are. And it helped Fayette County a great deal by giving you more areas shown as low mod with the waiver. But when you applied the waiver to the city of Flotonia, for some reason, it makes them non-low mod. But if you use the regular census tract black group information, they are low mod. Because I remember, it's at Flotonia, Schillenberg, we we were both in that low to moderate, and then on this map, according to show Schoenberg on a Flatonia, so I was uh, confused about that. But and, and well, you should be. It's, it is a little confusing, and I have no idea why that's the case, but it is what it is, and we do have writing, we can use either, so we're good there. I only brought you the waiver okay. data, but for a workshop, we'll bring the above them, yes. So tell me again, what is your ask for us today? Just wanted to present it to you and start to think about it, and. <laughs> Possibly set away uh, workshops soon for us to go over it. So, Ms. Langford, between you and Ms. Hahn, if y'all would stay on top of this and just keep us surprised when you're ready for a workshop. Sooner rather than later, these applications are due the first part of December. They are, yes. So we do need to start meeting on And it has to be, so in the calculation, and we have holidays coming up, you have to post it for 14 days once you've decided on what the projects are. So we really need to be having a workshop towards the end of this month at the very latest, the very first of November. Because we will need cost estimates with it and depending on what projects you do will make a difference on engineering and such. And we can't, we would rather not ask an engineering company to give any numbers for the application process because if they work on the application and you have not done procurement for that activity, they are conflicted out from doing the work once it's funded. And if you know, if you remember, we have not gone out for engineering services because we weren't certain what projects we were going to be working on. 
Could you give some <coughs> suggestions to some of these like public facilities? So, um, as a, as a as, it's like with Bastrop County when they have the welfare money, they actually built an emergency services district uh, building. So for a fire department, they actually built the fire department. So it is not considered a county facility um, if you are building something for a nonprofit that serves to help reduce risk for folks. I don't know that that's something you want to do, but that is what that, that that's kind of like that fine line. Can't do anything here at the courthouse, can't do anything at the precincts, but you can do things for your volunteer fire departments. So public service and public facilities are kind of hand in hand? Yes, okay. yes sir. Economic development? You can, it's not their favorite, and it depends on what you're trying to do. I'm um, just trying to get suggestions. I mean, what you've seen in the past. So we do a lot, to, to be honest with you, we do a lot of water, sewer, streets, drainage. That is what a lot of folks use. Um, streets are not that easy to get grant monies for, and um, so that's something we see a lot of. Drainage is what we see a lot of. Um, water and sewer, anything water and sewer stands, um, a lot of counties like to help their wash flag corporations to harden their water facilities, had a lot of problems during the freeze. Uh, certainly they can help there, put, put in generators. Those are also all eligible activities as well. We can't help, we can't help um, for profit businesses are in, you can try to, you can do economic development, but you can't, you can't be directly helping that business. So that's when we try to steer away from Mainly nonprofits. Mainly nonprofit, yes. So, what are y'all thoughts about a workshop as part of our next commissioner's court meeting on the twenty sixth? Sounds like you have a busy twenty sixth. Right. <laughs> but yes, sir, absolutely. Or do we need to do it separate? I mean, that's really up to you guys. I almost think I would prefer to do it separate so that y'all can focus on day, one yeah. couple topics at a time instead of you know a whole meeting, but that's just me. Um, um, so anybody have a thought as to when we could do it? Sorry, about next Thursday. What is next Thursday? Nineteenth. Why don't we just say we will schedule a meeting? For a so workshop, and that way it's open ended. Whatever. Make sure her schedule, yeah. everybody's schedule, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. We can work on that this afternoon. Okay. Just wanted y'all to start thinking about it okay. and what the parameters were. That's very good. Today was. Very okay. good. Thank well, you very we, thank you, Miss Langford. Thank y'all. Thank, thank you, Miss Hahn. I move we set a meeting. Uh, I move we have a future meeting to our and workshop. To discuss the GLO MIT funds. Second. Motion has been made by Commissioner McBroom and seconded by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. All right, next item on the agenda is uh, consider and take appropriate action on a resolution authorizing the disposition of salvage and surplus property in accordance with local government code 263.152 dash 158 with said property to be offered at for sale at online auction with buck up auctions commissioner Sternoddle, i believe you're going to talk to that well i can i have some valuables that i would like to share with the public that i no longer need 
Mr. Reed, we have a nice tractor and a shredder and some bridges and uh, some stuff that I need to make some room so they need to go. That's not mine. <laughs> I didn't submit any pictures with mine. <laughs> Full action machine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> school <laughs> desk. Schoolhouse? Yeah, schoolhouse. Whatever y'all need, we got it. <clears throat> hey, I recognize some of this stuff. This is my office. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> money's a little tight toward the end of the year. We're trying to do what we can here. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> no, I just... Uh, have some equipment that's no longer needed that's been around for some time still. Alright, I'll make a motion we authorize the disposition of salvage and surplus property in accordance with government code 263.152-158 with said property be offered for sale at online auction with buck-up auction. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddle. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Next item, item number 21, set the holiday schedule for the year 2024. Okay, so um, we'll have the document there and prepare it for you. Sorry, I'm going to use my phone. Um, these are the same typical um, holidays that we do every year. Um, if you guys have any questions, let me know, but most of them Monday, Fridays. Um, two days for Thanksgiving and then the two days for um, Christmas as well. Pretty well the same thing as we had, right? Uh, yes, sir. I move we approve and set the holiday schedule for 2024. Motion has been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddle. All in favor say aye. Aye. Okay. Opposed? Motion carries. Next item, the uh, holiday uh, shift for EMS. Uh, acknowledge the 2024 EMS holiday shift for EMS for full-time non-exempt field employees. Mr. Vandiver? So the county, I, I ever since, before I was here, the county always did kind of a separate schedule. This year, it seems like every single holiday lines up to be on the day that the holiday occurs. Um, the thing we did last year, um, so in place of having the floating holiday for EMS employees, uh, for the field employees that are working 24-7, instead of the floating holiday, we gave them a holiday on Easter because those people would have to either work Easter and not get it, you know, and the people that work Good Friday would get a holiday, but the people that work Easter Sunday wouldn't. Um, so last year, this is what we did. I am not super passionate. Like I said, this year it kind of works out. I'm not super passionate about it either way. Um, I've proposed what I've proposed, but if you guys choose to just keep one this year, we can look at it next year. We did get a lot of support from within the department last year when we made the Easter holiday. The kind of the thing about us, unless we're just going to automatically credit everyone in our department with 24 hours of holiday time, they lose the holiday, the free-floating holiday, because they work 24-hour shifts and they work all the holidays. So 
uh, this just seems like a better use of the benefit that the county gives than the free floating. Can I have a motion for that? I'll, I'll make a motion that we acknowledge the 2024 EMS holiday shift for EMS full-time non-exempt field employees. Second. Second by Commissioner McBroom. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. <coughs> Mr. Watson is not here, so I'm not sure who will speak to uh, item 23. Consider and take appropriate action in authorizing funds to be expended from the county attorney's office forfeiture funds to pay for copying costs for the handout materials for the legislative update class held in LaGrange by Texas Municipal Police Association. Chief Deputy? Yes, we asked uh, Peggy uh, all law enforcement in Fayette County. We had uh, TMPA put on a class at the Randolph Rec Center on September 29th, and we had to provide all the materials. We actually put it on and invited everybody in the materials. Each, each packet was 111 pages. So we asked if we could get where we had them uh, made at a, a copying place. So Peggy agreed to pay for it with the approval. That's all it is. It's on legislative update, which is required by law. Will we approve authorizing funds to be expended from the county? Attorney's Office forfeiture fund to pay for the copying costs for the handout materials for the legislative update class held in the range by the Texas Municipal Police Association. Motion has been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Chief Deputy. We appreciate it. I'd like to add one thing. Sure. That was the same day we had the pursuit of the four individuals that armed Robert in Austin County went through pass up into the Bay County. We had to bail out of the class and get in pursuit and ended in Colorado County on I-10. Everybody got captured. Nobody got injured. It was a great thing. Colorado County actually assisted got a, a spikes that struck out and flattened one of the tires and luckily we were able to catch them all. Nobody got hurt. So it was a great outcome. Very good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, item number 24, acknowledge the fiber service drop plans and upgrades of Colorado Valley Telephone Incorporated to install new buried fiber optic cables and copper cables within the corridors of Plum Church Road, Old Lockhart Road, two sections, St. James Church Road, Wonderful Road, and Precinct 1, Zappalack Road, Kitchen Lane, Botcha Road, Rudolph Road, Beagle Road, and Round Top Road, two service drops in Precinct 2. I salute. Motion's been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternaudel. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Next item, number 25, authorize the following class request of Bernie Speck and Gail Mercioski to attend the 35th Annual Election Law Seminar for City, Schools, and Other Political Subdivisions from November 29th to December 1 in Austin. County Attorney's staff members Carol Friedrich, Natalie Rechick, and Stacy Olenek to attend the 20, 2023 Key Personnel and Victim Assistance Coordinator Seminar November the 15th through the 17th in Fort Worth. I make a motion that we authorize these class requests. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternaudel. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. 
Item number 26, consider and take appropriate action authorizing the county judge to execute the documents for the annual airport's operator's liability insurance with the NICHI group for the 2023-2024 to be renewed on November the 9th of 2023. I move we authorize the county judge to execute the documents for the annual airport operator's liability insurance with the NICHI group. Motion's been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddle. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Uh, Paula, I imagine you're going to speak to the uh, next one. I'd like to refer a little to Cassie. Unfortunately, I just found out this morning I would, I would be here, so okay. I wasn't quite prepared. The item says adopt and sign a resolution for the 2024 Fayette County Indigent Defense Grant Program. So what this is, this is a yearly grant that we apply for, uh, for the indigent defense fees, the four indigent attorneys that we have that cover um, our juvenile court, uh, county court, and district court. And so we apply for it every year. I make a motion we adopt and sign a resolution for the 2024 Fayette County Indigent Defense Grant Program. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Consider and take appropriate action in accepting all bids and or awarding bids for Cover Rock. Right. I, it's my understanding that Cindy may have spoke with you about this yesterday right. on um, the rocks. I have the bids here and I believe you'll have them as well. So that first one is for the three inch, eight inch Cover Rock and you can see all of the... So, was that a typo problem with the delivery yeah. charge? Yeah. Um, I want all mine delivered. They did the same thing last year. I mean, and we know they won't deliver it. They just don't understand the I mean, delivery side. The same, the same, the same one that submitted both of them got both of them the same way. The real same company, huh? Same company. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right Plum aggregates and real that are both. The, I'm assuming that is. I mean, it would be great if they would deliver it for that. Right. I'm all in. It's hard to believe that 10 years ago it was $7 a ton, and now it's 18 I don't know. I mean, it looks right on the what they submitted. Yeah, it's the they same price at the plant as it is delivered. They won't, they won't deliver it for you for that. I mean, I guarantee. And CMEX did not submit a fuel yeah. surcharge? Right, they never do. Oh, I, I've never seen. I know, but it said on there that they're supposed to. No, you just we, we asked. I didn't. No, I, nobody asked me about it. I don't know. I guess if they didn't submit, they were not. Because we added that on there, so they would. I, I, we could strike I that. I guess they didn't put it. They don't have one. Nobody gets the delay from there. Try to hold them to it. They're going to say no. I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I okay, guess I didn't it know is what it is. So I thought maybe you used money. <clears throat> Motion's been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddle. All in favor say aye. aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Item number 29, consider and take appropriate action in accepting all bids and or awarding bids for road gravel. Yes. I move we, we accept all bids and award the bid to Prohoda Gravel Company. 
Motion has been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternadel. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Consider and take appropriate action in accepting all bids and or awarding bids for one and a half screen gravel. Looks like there's only two bidders on that, Rahota and then Texas Act. Well, this one, I don't think they understood what they were bidding because the one's bidding inch and a half screen, I mean pure, and one's a mix. Yeah. Which we don't use the, we really technically don't use the screen clean, pure, inch and a half for anything. I move we accept all bids and award the bid to Prohoda Gravel Company. Second. Motion has been made by Commissioner McBroom, seconded by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Consider and take appropriate action in accepting all bids and or awarding bids for fly ash. Apparently, there's ash rock, pit ash, and then the great uh, expensive fly ash. <clears throat> They're not the same thing, though, right? Mm -hmm. So, the March Mid makes is a different, mixture. right? Yes, and that his price is delivered, right? That's that, what it costs us per. Is that correct amount? That $87? Yeah, oh. this isn't the normal stuff that. I mean, this is this stuff is in a hopper that's actually used to go in concrete. I mean, it's right. It's not the ash rock that they use on the roads. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can use the roads, but this is more the bottom one. The fly ash is the more you mix it like a very like a three percent mixture when you're setting up a road. Similar to like a lime stabilization. Oh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Lime stabilization. Sounds great. I move we accept all bids and award all bids. Yeah. Motion has been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternadel. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Consider and take appropriate action concerning the approval of the payment of currently owed bills and expenses. Paula? All right. I did speak to Cindy on this today. She said that there was nothing out of the ordinary um, on the expenses. Will we pay the current due bills? Motion has been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Move we adjourn. Motion has been made by Commissioner Brosman to adjourn. Second by Commissioner Sternadel. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. We are adjourned.